What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up, presented by Fantasy Alarm. Brand new podcast here on the Sawdust Podcast Network. I'm your host, Howard Bender. Uh, co-host, that is. My other the other voice here on the uh, on the podcast, one Adam Ronis. And well, this is the first time Adam and I have gotten to do a, a show together, so we're going to kind of keep it very, uh, very loose uh, to open things up here and uh, less structured content and just kind of get the flow of what we're all about, man. So let me just bring him in right now. Adam, what's going on, dude, man? How are you? Well, I'm pretty good considering all the circumstances going on right now. I'm very happy that sports is back. I've been watching so much baseball basically from afternoon to night. But as far as fantasy, it has been a very frustrating ride. Only a few days into the season, but I think we expected that. But the bottom line is we do have baseball. We're getting to watch baseball. We'll have basketball back later in the week. So really tough to complain when we have live sports on our television after the absence of it all these months. Yes, we had golf and MMA and NASCAR, which I actually got into a couple of those sports a little bit, but I did not watch one second of golf with baseball back. Yeah, I've listened. I, I've been going through it and, you know, we do all the stuff over at Fantasy Alarm. Um, you know, I got to tell you, I, coming back for baseball, um, I mean, what what were you expecting? Like, I mean, here's here's like here's the thing. We're living in the, the time of covid and, you know, even us hardcore baseball, uh, you know, and fantasy players really lost a, a lot of faith in MLB just with the way everything was going down. And, you know, the fight between the owners and the players. And we, but we were all still like we still want baseball to play. We still want baseball to play. Um, so then when we finally agree on it and we get it back, what are we looking at right now? Like, this is the problem here is that were you expecting everything to just be like, okay, this is going to be sweet and quick 60 games. Or were you really anticipating the fact that, you know, COVID was going to run rampant, uh, you know, through locker rooms. And while all this is going on, oh, don't forget about the normal injuries, uh, that are that are cropping up like th- this is this is like the ultimate 2020 season. Oh, it definitely is. And I, look, I think we all knew to expect the unexpected. We knew that it would not go smoothly. And we've seen some guys get COVID. It started opening night with Juan Soto. And two days before that, I spent thirty eight dollars on him in auction when I thought I got a bargain with Bellinger going for forty four. Yelich 50 bets, forty nine. And Soto's been a mid to late first round pick. So I'm like, all right, I'm feeling pretty good. And then. I found out he has COVID-19 and he has to be out. So we're seeing that with the Marlins and the Reds right now. So it's not that surprising. But I think the biggest problem here is I feel that we're going to see more injuries. And we're already seeing it through the first few days of the season. And probably it's due to they had a spring back in what, February, March, maybe three weeks. Then you're off four months. And now all of a sudden it's a quick ramp up period. Some of these guys haven't thrown much, haven't hit much. So that's been the problem. And we've already seen Justin Verlander go down. Corey Kluber left the game on Sunday after one inning. And then you've got starting pitchers who maybe two, three times around are not going to go deep. I mean, not everyone is the Cleveland Indians with Mike Clevenger and Shane Bieber and Carlos Carrasco, you know, going six, seven innings. I mean, Blake Snell, we knew was on a pitch count. He goes two damn innings. Zach Grinke gets pulled after three and he had like 53 pitches. I see guys getting days off. Like why are the Yankees getting days off? They played Thursday. They were off Friday. They played Saturday and all these guys are sitting on Sunday. Like, 
I know it's the Yankees and they're going to make the playoffs. It doesn't matter. But it's so many guys are sitting. And the problem is weekly leagues. That's the biggest problem. And I know people will say, well, you should have switched to daily. Well, if you drafted back in March under the assumption it's going to be a weekly league and you didn't redraft, I don't see how you can change to a daily league because some people probably had the strategy of knowing it was a weekly league. And you really need a daily league right now. And even in a daily league, if you only have waivers once a week, it's a problem. I mean, we had Randall Grichuk leave a game with a back issue. What's his status for the week? Eloy Jimenez crashed into the wall. Like, so you're going to have all these injuries. You have the COVID-19. Mike Moustakis goes on the injured list just because he was sick. We don't even know. Nick Senzel didn't feel well, but we know Matt Davidson on the team was already placed on the injured list with COVID-19. The Marlins have four guys. Their pitcher gets scratched before the game. Not that anyone had Jose Urena except out of NL only league, but this is only the beginning. I mean, we've only had four days of the season and we already have a ton of things going on, and it makes it very frustrating as a fantasy player. And we knew going in with 60 games it was going to be a sprint, but it's already been frustrating for me. And I'm just glad that I didn't get in too many leagues. I only did one draft after uh, the stoppage, like most of the leagues that I did. We already drafted in March, and we just said, all right, we're going to stick with it. Uh, but it's really frustrating because – I like to eliminate as much luck in fantasy sports as possible. It's discussions we will have with fantasy football and league setups. And in a 60-game baseball season, the the guys who suck, who are perennially bad players in fantasy baseball, are going to have a shot to win. It's going to come down to who has the most at-bats, who has the most innings, and who can stay healthy. And it's just – it's one thing when injuries strike your team, right? It's happened to all of us. But now I have to wake up and someone doesn't feel well and they're out now for 10 days. It's very frustrating. Oh, it's going to be ridiculously frustrating. But I mean, listen, this is the, we're going to we're going to continue to see this. I mean, this is just like this is this is the, the issue. And, you know, and you know, I, I hate to be I hate to be that guy who's like, ah, you know, I was I was perfectly fine with them not playing this season. Like you don't have. MLB can't be contained the same way that they've, they're containing the NBA. And we're going to even have issues in the NBA. We can talk about, you know, stuff like that going on there. Like, like the Lou Williams story. I mean, that, can we, can we get a, can we, can we, can we just sidebar into the Lou Williams story here for a second? The dude asks out of the bubble for personal reasons. And then a buddy of his, like, post a picture with Lou at a strip club in Atlanta when he was like supposedly on leave for personal reasons for the, um, you know, for, from the bubble and, and, and whatnot. I mean, like how inane is that? I mean, this is, I mean, can you imagine what's going on with baseball players right now who don't have to, you know, have the restrictions of being in the friggin' bubble? Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to trust the players. Remember, a lot of these guys are young with a lot of money. And, you know, I'm not – look, Lou Williams, I know you're not very familiar with the NBA, but uh, Lou Williams for a while publicly had two girlfriends, and they both were fine with it. I'm like, this guy's amazing, man. He can have two girlfriends. They're cool with it. Like, he was my idol. So uh, – 
yeah, this set that set that crazy. bar high, Adam. Set that bar real high for yourself, man. All right, definitely, man. You know, <laughs> two girls at once and they're cool with it and they hang out with each other. I'm like, that is the dream, man. So yeah, it's called it's called Mormonism, right? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm with that. That's cool. So anyone interested, hit me up at Adam Ronas on Twitter. Let's get this going. Uh, <laughs> it's the dating pod. It's not a sports podcast. It's a dating podcast here. Hey, you got to use whatever vehicle is necessary to attract the ladies. I'm sure we have a higher listenership in the female demographic. So, uh, yeah, Lou Williams, though, he's going to be in a 10-day quarantine now. He's going to miss the first two games of the season. So that's what's nuts about this. We've seen a lot of players leave the bubble for personal reasons, and it could be because they want to go see some women, man. That's, That's probably it. Um, I'm not doubting that. Listen, I mean, that's the that's the thing is that everybody was talking about were they going to be able to, you know, sequester themselves for three and a half months out of their normal lives. And, you know, so, I mean, that's what they were asking of the NBA players. They're not even asking that of MLB, which, like you said, it's just a bunch of young kids. I mean, my God, I was a jackass in my in my early to mid 20s. I mean, a jackass. So I can't imagine you're not now. Well, I'm 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 a different kind of jackass. Back okay, then, I was like a jackass who was like you know out partying all the time and you know different girls and and all of that. But um, you know that just kind of that, that wore thin. But I mean, I can't imagine these. I couldn't imagine what I would have been like had I had millions of dollars at my disposal too. I mean, I was like I was tending bar. I was like scraping nickels together for crying out loud. But Man, if I had millions of dollars, it would have been a nightmare. So, I mean, yeah, just imagine these these baseball players who are sitting there um, and, like, you know, the travel's minimum and stuff like that. These, these kids are all going to get crazy, like stir crazy, real stir crazy. Yeah, and they're still traveling. That's the biggest thing. You know, with the NBA, you do have the bubble. You can somewhat contain it, obviously. I, I don't think you're going to see people leave anymore once the season begins. I know there have been oh, bull crap, man. They're totally going to leave. They're so so no, going to make something not, up. Not, no, not when the when the playoffs are on the line. There's no way. Lou Williams does not do this in the postseason. No chance. This is just this is the warm up. Even the seeding games, they, they don't mean anything for the Clippers. The Clippers have only had ten players at practice. They've been basically running with their third team. You know, Patrick Beverly's been out of the bubble. Uh, Montrez Harrell has been uh, out of the bubble. Uh, Lou Williams was out. They've had like five, six guys out. This is a team that has championship aspirations. These guys are not leaving once the playoffs come. And I think they kind of know that too. And I'm not saying that there could be real life personal issues. I know Patrick Beverly, I don't think it was revealed what, but I did see him put like a crying emoji on Twitter. So maybe he had some death in the family or something serious. So I'm not trying to minimize any of that at all. But I just think once the playoffs come, it's going to be have to be a dire situation for these guys to leave. I, the competitor in me says, I hope so. But I mean, the realist well, do, in me. Do you think Lou Williams? Okay. Dude, Lou I don't Williams have faith in people. Faith in people but, is gone. You're right. You're right. But let's, he has to go through a 10 day quarantine now where he has to miss two games. If he does that in the playoffs, it could cost them a championship or a series. He can't miss that time against the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Can't happen. You can get away with it now. The Clippers are a two seed, a game and a half ahead of Denver. Not a big deal, even if they fall to the three. There's no home court advantage. It's all about matchups now. 
So it's not a big deal from a team perspective now. If you want to say the level of trust with teammates and his teammates get upset and players in the bubble because they see him not taking this seriously when he's away on a personal issue and got an excused absence, that's a different story. But I just don't see this happening come playoff time when you know you only have to be in there for a month, a month and a half, win your championship, and then go home. So I think the players are going to be serious about this come playoff time. I'm sure the, the, the marquee ones, I'm sure the ones who really matter probably will. I, I, I'd be surprised if we didn't hear a story about some fringe bench guy who, who, you know, just did something stupid or whatever. And, you know, the team caught him and, you know, the, the other players were like, you know, they, they were the ones who disciplined him or turned him in or something. Just something like that. Like, I could definitely see something like that happen. But, like, here's here's the question. I mean... We're looking at supposed to be looking at, at a sixty game baseball season. These rosters with filled with you know some of the weirdest talent. Uh, teams don't want to bring up their their rookies yet because of service time issues. Um, you know, we're, I mean, it's like you know I, I could see them finishing the um, you know the NBA and the NHL because everybody's sequestered kind of thing, but. Like, could you see them actually like cutting short the baseball season, or is this just, or is the league just hell bent on finishing this no matter what? I think it would have to be a bunch of star players missing time. I mean, we've already seen, you know, the Marlins had four guys on Sunday. They went forward with the game, including their starting pitcher. You know, the Reds had a few guys, so it would have to be pretty drastic for any shut down to occur, but it's absolutely possible. There's no question about it. Cause again, these guys are traveling. We can say, well, the travel is diminished. They still have to get on, on a plane and go to other cities. And, you know, we saw with Juan Soto, right? You know, he was, he took a test and was playing in a game with the Orioles on a Tuesday. And, you know, cause he didn't have the results yet. So who knows what happened there when some of these guys get tested. So, there's just so many things here that we don't even know. We're seeing false positives. So it's certainly possible. The one thing with baseball is just they have such, you know, huge rosters and they could go down and dip and maybe no one's saying anything because it's the Marlins and we don't expect them to be good and it's not a big deal. I mean, if this was the Yankees, maybe it's a bigger story. Well, I think it's definitely a bigger story. I mean, we were talking about that. We were talking about like analyzing fantasy drafts that were going on there were a number of of mlb drafts that that took place that you know i was kind of looking at and i was doing some uh oh is that that the nfbc uh super sprint league that we that you were you were calling the names out and i was doing the broadcast for sirius xm and and we're like had this huge debate on you know why you know the one guy took clevenger and bieber and we were like, what happens when COVID runs rampant through that locker room? You know, you don't want to like, you know, stacking from the same team as being, you know, really dangerous and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's, you know, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like the, the sports guy in me, the business guy in me as, as the VP of operations over at Fantasy Alarm, you know, needs, wants sports to play. But the human in me is like really just looking at this being like like shaking my head, being like, what the what the hell are we doing right now? This is, you know, are we we're so thirsty for some sort of entertainment that's not Netflix 
and uh, and you know, give us sports, give us sports, give us sports. But I mean, you see everything that's happening here. I'm fearful about football. Like I don't want to be Mr. Doom and Gloom. Don't make me Mr. Doom and Gloom here. But I mean, you you got to tell me, man. Like sitting in a dog pile of of players, right? Like a fumble happens and everybody's jumping on the ball, and you're telling me that somebody's not like spitting in somebody's face, coughing on somebody, you know, yelling, screaming, physical contact, you know, nails scratching somebody, whatever the case that may be, of like all that stuff going on down there in the bottom. I mean, like I'm fearful that the NFL will start up and then we'll just get mad rash of uh, of cases for them to be like, we, we can't do this anymore. We have to shut down football. Well, I think that's why you saw players last week pretty vocal about what the protocols are going to be. And they need to get that in place. It's much more difficult to be socially distant in football. And I think that's what some of the players are worried about. They have to have stringent testing. I mean, we're seeing in the NBA now, like Chris Stapps Porzingis on Sunday didn't take his COVID test. He can't play in the scrimmage. Like they have to get daily testing. I think he was the second player that that's happened to. So that's what the NFL wants. They want strict testing to make sure no one has it. But the other issue is too, that we're seeing false positives in these tests. But most of the time, at least from the situations that I'm hearing, these players don't are fine. The only guy that I really heard, and maybe I'm forgetting someone, that really was in bad shape was Freddie Freeman. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was a guy that said he never gets sick. His wife said he never went to the grocery store, and he had a temperature of 104 and a half, and he really thought he was going to be in trouble. And, and it's a guy that never gets sick, too. So that's kind of alarming. But for the most part, you're not hearing anything like that at all with any of these athletes uh, recently. I know Rudy Gobert had the loss of taste for a little bit, but in the recent ones, I haven't really heard any drastic stories like that. Juan Soto said he feels fine. I know uh, some of the Marlins that had it feel fine. Garrett Cooper is fine. So that's what's crazy about this is there's a lot of things that we just don't know. Uh, I'm I'm fine that they went forward with baseball. Look, I'm crossing my fingers. I hope it works out, and I hope all these guys – Stay healthy. I don't want to see anyone get sick just because, you know, I'm playing fantasy baseball and wagering oh God, on this no. game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's they're all that's the thing. I think sometimes a lot of people forget. And I have these conversations with people every day. Like these guys are human beings. Like people think they're machines. Oh, well, he makes 20 million a year. So you, so you think he's a robot? He's got no feelings, no family. Not like I've always said this. The biggest difference between me, you and an athlete, they have seven figures in their paycheck. You know, and I, I kind of, you know, I always looked up to them as like not role models, but like these heroes. And then the first time I went in the clubhouse and then went a couple of times, I'm like, man, you know, they're just like me and you. They just have a lot more money and a lot more women and access to do things. So <laughs> people just forget, though. They think like, oh, well, he makes 20 million dollars a year. He should do this and do that. No, man. I mean, they have, uh, you know, families and things to take care of as well. So just because they make a lot of money doesn't mean that they have to do things a certain way. And I think a lot of people forget that. We always forget that. I mean, to, to us, they're, they're just, they're might as well just be baseball cards running around. Right. I mean, they're just, you know, that's one of the things that you talk about when it comes to, to fantasy, you know, we sit there and we trade players. We talk about guys like we're sitting there and we're like, oh, this dude's a dinosaur. He's just garbage. He's done. He's over. You know what? The, the dude's also like 12 years younger than I am. Um, you know, and yeah, we don't take into account 
uh, a lot of personal things with uh, with these players. One of the reasons why I was why I thought that that Trout would just opt out, like where I said that that the big trouble for him was that he obviously has this. It's you know people are like, well, he's a competitor. He's a competitor. It's not just that he's a competitor. Trout's the type of guy who has this sense of obligation to MLB as the face of MLB as the number one player in the game he has an obligation to like go back and play if they're going to allow him to go back and play you know and I think that you know a lot of people just kind of you know yeah I, I think you're right they do they lose sight of the human aspect of uh, of these players this isn't the the Jetsons where we got robot players playing around the, the baseball diamond yeah, cool people need to job. understand that. People need to understand that for sure. Trout, yeah, we saw him dropping a draft. See, I never thought that Trout wasn't going to play. My concern with Trout is how much time is he going to miss? Is he going to sit out a week, two weeks? Is he now? I, I think his wife is due to give birth August third. So is he going to miss two, three days? What's the protocol? Does he have to have the two negatives twenty four hours apart? Does he say, you know what, I want to take a week off to be with my wife? That's the one concern I have with Trout. And I only did, like I said, one draft. It was an auction, and I think Trout went for 42, and I wasn't willing to pay that much. And it could wind up being a mistake. Uh, the rest of the league, we could all look foolish if Trout only misses three, four games. Now, if he misses a week or two, then I know it's Mike Trout, and he can be great. But uh, that that was my concern with Trout. I never thought that he was going to sit out the whole season. Maybe I was – being naive with that i think a lot of people were just were kind of putting it on the uh you know he'll he'll miss the week then he'll take a second week because you know it's his wife and if there's any complications god forbid uh then he would need to take more time off and i think it's more of that risk uh that that was keeping a lot of people off of it i mean listen i sat there watching that nfbc draft and i was like man dude's dropping that trout's dropping to 14 cannot believe he's dropping to 14 and you know, uh, Einhorn picked him up, you know, at that point. And I was like, I mean, if if Trout misses a, a week, let's say he misses, set, you know, like, what, five, six games in a week? If he misses six games out of the 60-game schedule, it's one-tenth of the time. Based on Trout and his performance, is that really worth that kind of a of a discount to get him at the tail end of a 15-teamer like that? Uh, to me, it was no. I, I, you know, even if you just, I, I think that he misses less than a week's worth of games. I, I really do. And yeah, you could be right. You know what's, but I, I guess people felt that he could sit out because after that announcement came out, he started going fourth, fifth overall in NFPC drafts. And the draft you're referring to too also was a twenty five hundred dollar buy-in. They cut it in half. It usually was five k and. Einhorn won it last year. He's got money in the bank, and he's got money in general to begin with. So he probably said, yeah, why not? I'll take Trout. You're going to give me him at 14? I got nothing to lose. I won last year. I got the trophy. Why not? Dude, I, I love action as much as the next guy, but I would be remiss if I would tell anybody that it's worth their while to throw down $2,500 on a uh, – They're nuts. They're nuts. On, on a mean, fantasy look, season this year. Look, I hope that's expendable income for them because to do it this year, no way. And you know me. I'm competitive. I like to play in a lot of fantasy baseball leagues. Uh, but you're just – to me – the skill factor is diminished in 60 games. I've had leagues. Now, that's two months. 
I've had leagues, including one year I won Tout Wars. I was near the bottom in the league after two months. My ERA was over five. My whip was 1.4. But I never panicked. I knew, okay, it looks bleak. But I managed it. I felt I had pitchers that were just underperforming, would turn it around, make some waiver wire pickups, make roster decisions, and was able to come back and win. Now, if that happens to me, I'm done. I don't have any time, and I have to make such rash decisions. I mean, Sunday night, putting in bids for Anthony Bass, just I don't even know if Ken Giles is, is you know, he's got an elbow issue, but I'm like, you know what? I need a closer. Boom, I'm going to pay for him. I'm I have Giles. Dude, I have Giles everywhere. Everywhere. He was like my guy in the spring. I was like, Giles, I'm going to get opportunity. He's got great job security. You want to forget having to pay for the top closers. Giles, Giles, Giles. Giles and Moustakis. Those two. Giles, Moustakis, and Kluber, actually. How about I throw that? You know, the, oh, hitting the trifecta of, of craptastic uh, things. Kluber, uh, Moustakis, and Giles, man. Stick a fork in yeah. me. Look, I feel your pain with Kluber because that's a guy that I have in a few leagues. And now it's like, okay, here's the worst part. All right, it's a weekly league. We're not starting him this week. There's no way. And then we kind of have to wait. And if he gets put on the injured list and it's a weekly league, now i got to wait till the following week to put him on the IL and replace him. I mean, yeah, we have bench spots that we can replace him with someone. But it's just so frustrating. And we know it's not going to be good news. It's the back of the right shoulder. Ugh. It's it's just – it's it's so painful. I mean, Moustakas I love. I don't have him anywhere this year. But, I mean, again, that's another bad break. I guess the, the thing with Moustakas, at least it happened on a Sunday. And, you know, you can – you got a new week to get him in the lineup. It's still not good. And that's the bad luck part because that's not an injury. That's a sickness. So now you have to worry about injury. You have to worry about sickness. You have to worry about guys getting days off. It's and again, I am thankful and happy baseball is back. But as far as fantasy baseball, spending a lot of money, no. And and even you could say, well, there's DFS, sure. But even in DFS, and maybe it's only going to be early in the season. It's going to be challenging too. I mean, I saw a lot of people put up screenshots with Kluber. They had ridiculous lineups: Nelson Cruz with two home runs, Jose Ramirez with two home runs like a twin stack and Corey Kluber's their pitcher and they still want money. But what could have been? So Blake Snell, if you did your research, you knew he was going to be on a pitch count. No excuse there. I didn't see anything. I didn't play DFS on Sunday because I have softball, so I don't play on Sundays. I don't have time to, you know, by the time I come back, but I didn't see if Zach Greinke was on a pitch count, but he was pulled and we've seen so many pitchers in the first three days go four innings, even with, decent pitch counts and get pulled. So, and now we're starting to run into the fourth and fifth starters. So even in DFS, there could be some frustration. It's a little bit easier to digest because you usually, you know, you knew Moustakas was out if you were using him today. So we're getting that news, but some of these starters are, we don't know how deep they're going to go into the games uh, for the first uh, time around or second time around. And then you just have some pitchers that just come out and absolutely, suck like James Paxton, Shohei Otani, but Otani shouldn't have been a surprise. I mean, he wasn't good leading up to these games. I mean, he had what that simulated game where he walked like eight guys and he's coming off Tommy John surgery. So that shouldn't be a surprise. And then, you know, we look at a guy like Carlos Carrasco and the guys who can go six innings and we're like, yeah, should have used that guy. Yeah, oh, please. Tyler Chatwood, uh, the the Fantasy Alarm lineup generator pumped out his name. And I started laughing. I'm like, you know, number of walks is not a positive category. 
And and yeah, he goes six innings, man, strikes out eight on only 84 pitches. But yeah. you know what the takeaway is from that? This Brewers lineup is not what it once was, man. It is not a good lineup. Uh, I know Christian Yelich hit the homer on Saturday, but he's off to a slow start. Uh, I mean, they had Logan Morrison in the lineup. Uh, it's just not the same lineup that they've had in recent seasons. No, it's definitely not. And I mean, but I mean, for the same token, though, like that's the thing, though, is that people are going to look and see Tyler Chatwood. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, my God, I got to get this guy. Um, who's the dude off the Royal Singer that everybody is, yeah, is the rookie. Yeah. just gaga over. And Adam Wainwright looked good in his first outing. I mean, I think we're at a at a point right now where I think pitchers still have a little bit more of an advantage um, over hitters just like here early on so that when you start seeing these performances where, you know, a, a guy from completely out of nowhere is, is pitching beautifully, you have to kind of, you have to take it with a grain of salt. And I mean, that's the thing is that if you're like, you know, if you're looking to replace Kluber, I don't want to blow all my money on Singer or, or Wainwright. I would much rather take a look at, you know, like a reliever just to get me through the week so I can just evaluate some of these guys. I mean, I don't want to try and, you know, fall out of like wins or strikeouts, but I mean, the damage, like you said, there's, there's no time to recover from this. The damage of, of two and a third with seven earned runs can do to your season. Yeah, no, I mean, oh yeah, we, we forgot even Clayton Kershaw was scratched uh, first (laughs) night. Forgot about him. Justin Verlander, initial reports out for the year, forearm strain, few weeks but you know what if he misses two three weeks man that's like half your season so uh it's it's going to be a real challenge as we alluded to there's going to be some luck involved and you know you just do the best you can now i've been saying on our fantasy alarm streams you know what just have some fun uh it's easier for me to say that to people but i cannot take my own advice if i am not winning i am not having fun just the way i am so uh, but we should be thankful at least we get to see baseball on our TV. I mean, I've been I've had it on like all day uh, from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, man. My TV has just seen baseball all day long. So uh, we're getting some day games this week. It's like 340 and, you know, but it, I wish it was more one o'clock. But, hey, I'll take what we can get now. But, yeah, it's going to be really challenging and you really have to manage your team's and high stakes players do this. I wrote about it in the baseball draft kit where you have to look at every single matchup. You know, in the NFBC, they have Monday through Thursday lineups and then Friday through Sunday. You got to do that now with a microscope. I mean, because we have no time. You know, I, there's uh, I know not every league is set up like the NFBC, but uh, the TGFBI, there's Monday through Thursday this week. I have a lot of guys who have two games. I can't play them. You know, I can't play a guy who has two games in four days. I got to find someone else, uh, unless it's Mike Trout or a star. But any, like I have Sam Hilliard, I'm not playing him with two games. Uh, you got to look at matchups. Jay Bruce, right? All right, he had an RBI triple on Sunday. Well, he's going against the Yankees for three or four games, and the Yankees are throwing three lefties. He's not going to play. He's going to play one game out of the next four. Can't have him in your lineup. So you really have to look at these matchups, and especially since so many teams are employing more platoons, and you really have to maximize every at-bat. And then, as I mentioned, you're going to see guys get days off now. Uh, as the rosters are expanded, maybe they want to get some guys in as well. So you really have to manage your team in a way like you haven't before. Close your eyes, face the dartboard, take a shot, 
take anything. It's 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 exactly what it's going to end up being. You know, it's going to be a lot of homework, a lot of due diligence, a lot of staying healthy. You got to accrue as many at bats as you can, as Adam said. So it's what you got to do. Before I'll tell you what. Let's before we take a. Uh, a quick look at, uh, at tomorrow's game. Well, I mean, this is publishing on Monday. We're recording Sunday night, uh, but we'll take a, a little quick glance at uh, uh, the games from Monday from uh, 6 p.m. Eastern on. Uh, just if you're uh, if you're playing some DFS or if you're just kind of looking to throw down a bet here and there. But before we do that, how about a quick word from our sponsor? <laughs> do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning. Even you, Adam. Even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love baseball basketball hockey golf ufc nascar wnba and esports too monkey knife fight has it all you know what else monkeyknifefight.com has how about a free five dollar game for you for just for signing up and if you use the promo code anti-up one word a-n-t-e-u-p you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks with a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> All right, now let's take a look at, uh, at at a little bit of the action here on Monday. It is ugly, dude. I mean, this is this is ugly. Like, I didn't play DFS on Sunday um, because I got all caught up in doing some other stuff in the morning, and I didn't have enough time to do the research. But I just like quick glanced it, and I still didn't like what I saw. Now I look at at, at Monday night, dude. This is atrocious. I mean, absolutely atrocious. But yet, I'm going to ask you, Adam, to give me give me at least somebody you like. Oh boy, uh, at pitcher, I might go with Pablo Lopez from Miami. Uh, go at home against the Orioles. Um, we know that they moved in the fences a little bit there, but still, it's mostly a pitcher's park. I mean, Pablo Lopez was pretty good last year. He had one, I think, terrible outing against the Mets that kind of inflated his numbers. Uh, and uh, he pitched well uh, in a exhibition game. So, um, you know, we, the Orioles, you know, they have some bats, but at home, uh, I think Pablo Lopez can be pretty good here. Uh, like you said, it's not a great slate. You know, Adrian Hauser is not that bad. I just don't know how many, if I want to look further and see if he's going to be uh, on an innings limit or a pitch count. Uh, they're in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is not a good lineup. You know, you talked about Adam Wainwright getting off to the good start. A lot of it attributed to that Pittsburgh lineup, which is one uh, that is not one of the better ones in baseball. But, yes, there are not a lot of appealing arms on this slate. I mean, look, I like Tyler Glass now. I just don't think he's probably going to go deep. Uh, remember, he reported to camp late, and I think he threw like three and a third in that one game that he threw uh, in the exhibition season. Uh, the Braves lineup obviously woke up on Sunday night kicking the crap out of my Mets. Uh, we know they have some good bats there, uh, but I, I – 
I don't think you can go with him. And uh, I'm sure he's probably going to be one of the higher priced guys on the slate as well, which doesn't help matters. You know how I'm looking at on the mound in kind of a, a, a really weird way? Michael Fulmer. Um, the problem is he's an opener. He's not going deep into the game. They said oh, he's going to be already an opener. Say, did they already announce yeah. that? Oh, come yeah. On. Come on. So if you want one or two innings, sure, he's your guy. Ah. <laughs> uh. Think they'll they'll let Savali go five in uh, in Cleveland? Uh, look, they have been. I mean, I know Clevenger and Bieber are workhorses, and Carrasco in the past has been. I mean, there was some question with his elbow in the spring, but uh, it's possible. I mean, a lot. Obviously, you would like him a little bit better if Jimenez sits out. Uh, there's a good chance he possibly does after leaving with some dizziness. Uh. Yeah, he's okay. He's not that bad. But yeah, this is really not a good slate. I mean, I think people might look at Josh James just because of the matchup against Seattle, but that's not one that I endorse a lot either. Yeah, I um, I, I <laughs> Chef recommends you stay away, or at least just you know what, just try your luck on a, on a couple of low cost GPPs and just have a like Adam said, have a have a, a fun day uh, doing that. Any any uh. God, I mean, I didn't even look at you know. Ugh, gross. <laughs> any, uh, any, any, any betting that you would, uh, you would even consider doing? Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of score runs scored in the Reds Cubs, but I, I thought I saw the line earlier at nine. Now I'm seeing ten, so that's kind of high. So, but it, that's what if you look at if you go by game totals in these late games, ten and a half Blue Jays Nationals, ten in Cubs Reds, eight and a half. Rays, Braves, 10 Yankees, Phillies, nine and a half Brewers, Pirates, nine and a half White Sox, Indians, nine and a half Royals, Tigers, nine and a half Mariners, Astros, eight and a half Marlins, Orioles. So basically they're saying a lot of runs are going to be scored uh, on this slate here. And uh, I think that's the case. There you go. Invest in invest in the big bats. Um, Go for bargain pitching. How about that one there? I'll go Pablo Lopez. And I'll uh, I'll kind of find somebody else in there. <laughs> Steve Brault, <laughs> the vicious lefty from Pittsburgh. I'll go for him. No. Yeah, I mean, look, you're looking if, if when you have pitchers like this, you're just looking for case because you know a lot of these guys are, are probably not going to be good. And I think a guy who can get case is Dylan Cease. The problem is that Cleveland lineup itself is a pretty good start. You know, Jose Ramirez. People were talking about his splits and how inconsistent he is. Well. He's off to that great start. Two home runs on Sunday. So uh, if you drafted Jose Ramirez, uh, maybe you get the good two months. And you got to be pretty happy about that right now. Yeah. I mean, Hauser, Hauser, Lopez, maybe that's the kind of the direction. Yeah, Hauser's, Hauser's not bad. I just I would just kind of read up and see if, like, you know, oh, we're only going to pitch him three innings, 60 pitches or something like that. That would be the one thing that I want to look at. But he is a guy that I drafted in season-long leagues uh, that I think has a good matchup here. And we do see the Brewers uh, as a road favorite because I think Pittsburgh is a team that we want our pitchers to go against this year. They're just not a strong offensive lineup. And Milwaukee, a road favorite at minus 156 for a team that did nothing offensively this weekend in Chicago. I mean, Kyle Hendricks allowed three hits all to Orlando Garcia. I mean, think about it. We had a complete game shutout. For Kyle Hendricks to open the season when we know pitchers are not going deep in the game. So uh, that Milwaukee lineup, again, it's three games. And as you alluded to, some of the bats are behind the pitching. But uh, I think that's one takeaway is this Brewers lineup is 
Not the one that we're used to seeing over the last couple years. There you go. Facing the lefty on the mound. What's going to end up happening there? Uh, That's going to do it for us here today. Uh, Now, Adam and I are going to be here five days a week. That's right, Monday through Friday. Uh, Drop you a podcast. Uh, You know, some days it could end up just being 10-minute discussion where I just have to yell at Adam for no good reason, and he's, you know, storms off and and we're done. Sometimes we're going to get, you know, the uh, half-hour, 40-minute one in there also. Uh, so stick around here. There's going to be a lot more coming from the Annie Up podcast. Adam, always a pleasure, man. Always get to, to – it's so great to finally be able to, like, do a show together, man, like consistently. That is true. We don't get to do it often, and uh, we always wind up talking for a long time when we do. That's all right. There's nothing wrong with that. We're going to keep you entertained. We're going to keep you guys in the green as well. That's what we're going to be doing. Fantasy sports, daily fantasy sports, sports wagering. We're covering it all. Uh, Welcome back sports. It's going to be a great, great ride. We're super psyched about it. And uh, and we hope you enjoy this podcast here. We're going to have a lot of fun with it as time goes on. So uh, enjoy while you can. It's going to be one hell of a ride. Uh, For Adam Ronas, I'm Howard Bender of Fantasy Alarm. We'll catch you next time.